This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Scoochie, you ready? Oh, I am ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. This is not, you know, I, I just, I'm excited about this story, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's not <laughs> you, the, it's, it doesn't bowl you over with the, <laughs> with the headline, but I'm going to give it to you. Ready? All right. The man who could eat anything was the world's <laughs> most unusual spy. Okay, that's good. I like that. This is going to be a very spicy oh, yeah. bananas after dark. After dark. <laughs> Welcome to Bananas After Dark. I'm Kerp Brownoller. I'm Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. We're coming to you live to tape from Los <laughs> Angeles, California. Eh? Curdy, how are you, buddy boy? I'm pretty good because you know what I'm talking about right off the bat is that the Bananas Boys are going on tour, folks. Oh, it's yeah. A little, it's a little baby mini tour. Mini We're tour. We're hitting October 23rd, Hampton, Boom. Connecticut at the Space Ballroom. Mm-hmm. October 28th in Los Angeles at the Dynasty Typewriter. That's a mm-hmm. live stream show, folks, mm-hmm. so anybody can watch. If you're at home on the 28th and you want to hang out with the Banana Boys and you love Halloween and you hate children, listen to Bananas Live. November 12th. Indianapolis in Indiana, uh, White Rabbit Cafe, Cabaret. November 13th, Fort Wayne, Indiana, the Tiger Room. And November 18th, Brooklyn, New York at the Bell House. That one will sell out and pretty fast. So get in on this Bell House. I've had a lot of people reach out and say they're coming. So come hang out with those banana boys. Yeah, Scotty, I'm very excited. This is a Bananas After Dark, folks. So in case you don't know what that is, that means... uh, Scotty and I and our guests are having some drinks. It's Friday night, 8 p.m. Yep. Classic. Can you imagine? Bananas after dark hour. Happy hour, too. Our guest today is one of my best friends. Just one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. She's a writer. She's an actor. She recently went on a seven-day cruise for Carnival to star in a commercial, (laughs) which we'll have to talk about. Uh, You couldn't love her more, but I still do. The one and only Allison Fields. Hello. We're so glad to have you. Allison sent us a list of banana stories early and often because she's a writer on the Misery Index on TBS, mm-hmm. a show that's all about people going through hell on a, on a game show. And so it, there's some crossover with bananas here. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a an honor to be here. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, that is the first time someone said it's a banana. No I'll way. I'll drink to that. So we're drinking to that. So yes, you really were. You were an acting in a commercial for Carnival Cruise. I don't know if you had to send an NDA, but you were on a cruise for a week. I Whoa. did sign an NDA. Okay. So um, that means nothing say. to me. Yeah. I, 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 as far as I know, I was in international waters. So <laughs> when you signed um, it, so it's, it's not legal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah! Wow! What a time! What a time! What a ride! It was. Was it a like, full ship when you're? No, a it was like a, It was seventy percent capacity, so there were regular cruisers and then okay. like fourteen actors and crew. <laughs> uh, so we stood out uh, just a little bit. Little um, bit. Yeah, it was seven days. Did you it, shoot every day? Um, no, we only did like four and a half days, but the very first day I lost my voice because we were like shouting on the Lido deck. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like a big like dance party, like a Nexium dance party. <laughs> <laughs> was there a line that you had to shout like, we're having so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, is like a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> How does this thing float? <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Okay, okay, that's okay. 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 We'll ballpark but- it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could get the gist. Um, it was, yeah, a lot of dancing and smiling. and oh, So <laughs> and, crazy. So yeah. crazy. And mm-hmm. did they, like, give you entertainment? Did they go have at it? The bars open? Yes, free that's a yeah. question. So, so you do have to pay for drinks, but, like, everything oh. else is included. <laughs> You can get uh you can get a card that pays for drinks and sodas. Yes. Sodas is like a hot commodity. Soda is a hot commodity. I remember when I was I went and did a comedy <laughs> tour once and that was like uh, everything was free except for soda. <laughs> and it was like expensive really? to have a soda card. And then you yeah. would go to these giant Coke machines and they had like, it was like a digital screen and you could get like a, th- a thousand different types of Cokes, you know, like uh, pineapple Coke, diet Coke, pineapple okay. Coke. Yeah, it was like I'm really glistening. Mm-hmm. And people would get these like 64 ounce cups. And just be walking around with soda all day long. It was the craziest. Yeah. I was like, America loves soda more than I was aware of. Yes, they love it. They drink yeah. it all the time. That's pretty great. I don't mind a Cherry Coke Zero. I'll do oh, a Cherry Coke Z. Yeah. I don't I'll do mind a Cherry one. Coke Z. Uh, I didn't because I was drinking full time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see Chris Angel? Did you see the Beach Boys? Who there was were, there? Um, n- no one... A name. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to remember any names, but okay. uh, I remember the feeling when I saw these people. Okay. Um, uh, sensual, eroticism yeah, yeah. personified. Just sweat. It was really a wet, <laughs> wild seven nights. Um, no, there was entertainment every single night. Uh, there was like electric violins. Oh, nice. People, people, people that weren't that. in the Supremes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, off, off, off Broadway. Okay. I um, okay. Stand-ups. Yeah, there were definitely stand-ups. So if Lauren ever kicks you out of the house, Kurt. I can you do it. you got a place to go. I've got a place to go. If you like go. doing comedy at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've got a That's, vote for you. <laughs> I would love to do comedy at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> oh, man. Be done early. Do you guys want to hear about uh, 
The man. So speaking of carnival cruises and yeah. eating it all, <laughs> the man who could eat anything was the world's most unusual spy. Okay. This was sent in classic, a classic send in by Copy Haste. Copy oh. Haste back in the game. He's good. Best in the biz. This one is fascinating. Uh, the sheer. Okay, so this was. Uh, in the vintage news, although I looked it up and it is real because I've never heard of the vintage news. Me neither. Uh, written by Ian Harvey, but Ooh, this good. is a real thing. The sheer mm-hmm. quantity of food that some people can consume without apparent ill effect is truly staggering. But there is mm-hmm. one big eater in history who makes these men look like culinary lightweights. He was called Tarare. <laughs> and he could eat anything. Okay. And we do mean anything. Uh-oh. Here it is. Tarare. No one knows for sure if this was his real name or not, but it's the only one we know. Was mm-hmm. born in 1772. This is a historical banana story. Ooh. Yes. Near Lyon, France, according to the Daily Beagle. It's said that he had an appetite that could never be sated. When he was 17, Oof. he weighed 100 pounds okay. and could eat a quarter of a cow in one day. Whoa. That would amount to nearly his own body weight in beef. Around that time, his family decided that he couldn't afford to keep feeding him. Wait, how does he like his beef served? Terrari. 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 At a loss as how to survive, Terrari traveled for a while with a gang of thieves and prostitutes around the French countryside. Totally Begging for food when he couldn't, stealing it when he couldn't. He eventually encountered the French equivalent of a French of a snake oil salesman who scooped him up and used his amazing capacity for eating as a way to draw crowds. Who wouldn't? Uh, he would start would. by eating things like corks and stones, progress to eating entire baskets of apples, and his grand finale would involve eating live animals whole without chewing them first. Um, oh my God, that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Once in 1788, he developed an obstruction after doing his routine. Shocking. And the crowd took well, him to yeah. the local hospital, <laughs> where heroic doses of laxatives were administered. He recovered very quickly and reportedly offered to eat the physician's pocket watch and chain by way of proof, although the doctor was unimpressed and didn't take him yeah. up on the offer. Um, well, okay, according to Mental Floss, Terrari had a relatively normal appearance, except for an unusually large mouth with terribly stained teeth and a stomach that hung so low, it wow. was reported he could wrap it around his waist when it was empty. There you go. He was perpetually perspiring, and according to a report in the London Medical and Physics Journal, he, quote, often stank to such a degree that he could yeah. not be endured within the distance of 20 paces. That's... A, that's- that's pretty far, by the way. 20 paces. Yeah. If you could smell anything from 20 paces, move away. Yeah, my paces are quite small, so. But still. <laughs> Very but far. Still. But so. he was a spy? <laughs> Here it is. Here's where it gets very, it. very interesting. Okay. When the French Revolutionary Wars began, Terrare joined the French army where he was soon hospitalized after he couldn't function on the rations he was provided and became, quote, exhausted. At the hospital in Souls, he was put on quadruple rations and finding them inadequate to his appetite, mm. he went on to eat all the poultices in the apothecary. Wow. Fascinated by what they were seeing, military medical personnel decided they wanted to do some experiments. In the course of his time there, he consumed. Mm-hmm. This is upsetting. If children are in the room, please have them leave. <laughs> Escort your children out of the room. This is bananas after dark. This is not for the little ones. Get your memals. Drive them back to the home. 
home. This is bananas after dark. He consumed a meal that had been made to feed 15 laborers, which included four gallons of milk. He also ate puppies, a live cat, lizards, and snakes, amazing the the doctors. He spent several months in the hospital, and when the army asked when Monsieur Terrare might be able to return to service, the doctors were loath to give him up. One of them eventually came up with a bizarre plan to make use of Terrare's unusual abilities. Ooly Lee. He would be made a courier who hides documents. He would carry the documents in his own body. To prepare for this exercise, Terrare was first asked to swallow a wooden box with documents inside as a test. When he returned from the hospital latrine a couple days later with the box and its contents intact, he was asked to do it again at Army headquarters. When he successfully replicated the act, he was made a spy. His first job was to carry a message to a colonel who was a prisoner in a Prussian fortress. Wowie. His mind wasn't as powerful as his stomach, however, and so he wasn't told that he had a message of vital importance. Oh. But it was merely a request for the colonel to send back any information he might overhear about Prussian troop movements. It was just as well, since he was captured very shortly after leaving for his mission, <laughs> strip-searched, and whipped, but they didn't initially betray his cargo. However, after Prussian counterintelligence spent a day with him, he did ultimately confess. They waited oh. for him to pass That's the message. That's not that long. That's no. not that long. Right? That's one day. He's it's a weak-minded guy. <laughs> they waited f- for him to pass the message. When he did, they were irate to discover that it was of no real import. The enemy officers believed he had real and valuable intelligence, nice. and he thought the same thing himself. The Prussians beat him again and subjected him to a mock execution before he was released. Uh, needless to say, spy mission left him understandably traumatized. He just kind of uh, disappeared after that. I bet he did. Um, and no one since or during Terraria's time has ever been able to diagnose the cause of his condition, and all the reports of what he consumed are very hard to believe. There was a great deal of documentation of his eating habits made by some of the most respected medical people of the time. Mm-hmm. Dr. Percy wrote in his memoir, Let a person imagine all that domestic or wild animals, the most yes. filthy and ravenous, okay. are capable of devouring, and they may form some idea of the appetite of Terrare. Wow, Terrare. Terrare. Okay. Swallowed Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, love the zoo. What a creep. What a what great a, a creep. Four a gallons of milk? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that that's what's stuck with you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. You. I'm glad all the kids were out of the room for that. Yeah. That my Four tummy. gallons. Mm-hmm. There was a place in... Uh, high school called Nino Taco on Liberty Road, and mm-hmm. it was infamous because it had a hole in the bathroom where it had smelled so bad somebody had fist punched their way to get fresh air. So there was just <laughs> next to the toilet where you would sit, if you could just imagine just punching a hole in the wall as hard as you can <laughs> to get fresh air. And their their thing was called Mile High Nachos. You could get a half order. And I went back recently and got them, and I was like, I could easily have eaten this. But in, back in the day, like eating a mile high was it was being a terrare. It was uh-huh. like no, there were rumors of kids from other high schools like blacking out and vomiting on themselves. <laughs> there were rumors of people having like the EMTs were called. And then there was a kid one day, like after whatever sports practice it was, we we would all hang out. Nino Taco was our hangout. Now it exists somewhere else, but it's 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 way nicer than the greasy spoon that we all loved. 
Um, also, the parking lot of Nino Taco, I, I would just see crimes happening in real time, like breakups, and then somebody would just slash somebody else's tires and key their car <laughs> and just get on the bus and go away while you're eating a Mexican sombrero, which was a dish. So one day we were going there, and this guy was finishing a mile high. And he, he went to a rival high school, but we knew who he was. He was like a wrestler and a soccer. His name was Kenny. I can't remember his last name. His first I name was Kenny. Him. And everybody was like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He got here early and he's eating a mile high and he finished it. And the next day in school, I'm walking around. I'm like, I have seen the top of the mountain. (laughs) 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 And he nailed it. Like, no. And then everybody's like, oh, he threw up on himself on the drive home. They had to pull over. He got so sick and it just inflated the mile high nacho. So if you live there now and you go to Nino, the thing is, when you're in high school, you want pre-internet. You wanted anything to yeah. be the greatest hyperbolic yes. thing you could yes. possibly do. Everything was an urban legend back then. Now yeah. you just Google something or yelp it, and you're like, oh, that's not that big. My friend eats that. Ah, uh, man, that was my, my, my roommate in college, Hank was that he was a raconteur. He was from Louisville, Kentucky. And he would like he was so good at telling stories. He had a little Wowie. bit of a of a Kentucky accent. Mm-hmm. And he but he was he was prone to to uh-huh. hyperbolic, you know, uh-huh. but like in a, in a tale. In a very mm. southern storyteller kind of way. And I remember I would be like, I went to bed early or something. I'd be like, what happened last night? He'd be like, oh man, Darby chugged 32 ounces of marinara sauce on the front lawn and then like my roommate job would be, there, be like um he drank a shot of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're overextending ourselves a little bit but i, I hate that. to say it but it just takes me back to the boat you know yeah? it's only there yeah. a couple weeks ago and it what was did you see? all you can eat oh uh, my God. and there were two guy fieri restaurants which two more which than ones? once. Uh, there was one called Pig and Anchor, which was all <laughs> barbecue. Oh, man. I love Guy Fieri restaurants. Me I too. love Don't get me food. started. Yes. Um, and yeah, that just had like four sauces that you would have to douse yes. everything in. And otherwise, it didn't taste anchor. like anything. Pig and and then it's made there for was, fucking boats. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was uh, a burger place. But in the Pig and Anchor, there was like a hero's lounge, like mm-hmm. a veteran's lounge. And that's where oh. the soft serve was. And the soft serve oh. was 24 hours. Free so soft the, serve ice cream? Yeah. Thank you for your soft service. service? <laughs> <laughs> we honor your soft service. Here's just 3 a.m. chocolate swirl vanilla soft yeah. serve. Oh. There was only soft serve and pizza was open for 24 hours a day. So I saw yes. people getting pizza at like 5.30 a.m. Yes. Yeah. If you're not a college student, that is not good. They, they were serve- not college students. <laughs> were they serve it, would they serve alcohol 24 hours a day? No. I don't think so. Okay. So you, weren't, you were up at 5.30 to work. Yeah, to work. Yeah. To swallow pool water. <laughs> yeah, you got to these days. I know. I threw up so much on that boat. <laughs> did you? No, the whole time. Is oh, that really? normal? Did other actors, or was that just you having a moment? Oh, I think it was me just having a dainty tummy. But um, <laughs> no, uh, the very first scene we shot, well, I guess after the the Lido deck was uh, in water, and it was supposed to be like a sunset, so it was like five a.m. And I just swallowed so much water. <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> they had to take me to the medic. And wait, they were like, wait, wait, 
Why? Why were you swallowing so much? Water? Because they okay, so there were also stills happening, and they uh-huh. kept like making me dunk and come back up, and uh-huh. it was like, ah! <laughs> like you're having the greatest time ever yes. in this pool at five a.m. <laughs> you and you and just water accidentally got into your mouth, so, and you swallowed it yeah. so often that you then threw. <laughs> did you throw up just... in the pool? I guess I just wasn't made for the seas. <laughs> yes. But, I you know, understand. I was I had motion sickness the whole time. I was a uh, mess. Oh, but okay. So there time. was like kind of a, um, you were already having kind of like seasickness. I see. Yeah. But mm, yeah, it was mm, all the food mm, you could mm, ever mm, want to eat, mm, but mm. I didn't want to eat any mm. of it. <laughs> uh, well, I got something. We could transition <laughs> right into something. Yes, I'm switching stories based on this all you can eat. Right. Guys, I have bad yeah. news. Allison oh. Curdy B, I got bad news. What? This was written by Brad Heineman for the Daily <laughs> Telegram. He's a Not staff writer. Oh boy, the Deerfield Testicle Festival is on hold. Oh, Guys, no. gals, non binary pals, but animals of all ages, put me ma in the home, put the kids to bed. Deerfield, Michigan. One of Linawee's or Linawee's county's biggest and most popular seasonal festivals of the year has taken a hit due to the coronavirus pandemic. I heard of that. The Deerfield American Legion hosts the Testicle Festival every year. What? It was supposed to take place Saturday, March 21st, but it's been pushed as limitations upon the number of people who can attend it have been set by Michigan State government. The festival has been moved to May 9th. But, guys, it got pushed again. So <laughs> the festival is held uh, one day a year. It's generally a sign of the start of the spring season. It draws more than 2,000 people to beautiful <laughs> Deerfield, Michigan, every year. And it is the Legion's biggest fundraiser. Quote, people come from all over the state, all over the country to partake in the testicle festival says nick pulver of deerfield american legion uh we have people who travel 300 to 400 miles in one day just for this festival time, can we time out for a moment yes it's sir. been this long yes. in this article yes we're, we're finding out how many miles people travel <laughs> and we still don't know what a <laughs> testicle festival is that should be Top of the top sentence. First sentence. First <laughs> sentence. Well, this is what a testicle festival is. What is a testy festy? Brad Heineman, not the best in the biz. Hi. Brad Heineman, okayest in the biz. <laughs> Funds raised from the festival, Kurt. Here it comes. All right. Whether it be. Also, whenever you write. When you sit down and you type the words, whether it be, uh-huh. you have already <laughs> gone too far. You are writing. <laughs> you don't I feel a list like coming. I yes. feel a list. You, you're right. Whether it be through the sales of sliced and deep fried cattle testicles or uh-huh. chicken gizzards, beer sales, t-shirt sales, whatever brings in the most funds that year at the Legion, the funds raised for the festival have allowed the members of the Legion to continually make building improvements to the hall. And every time anybody who's listening right now has been to an American Legion (laughs) hall, they're thinking, look at these improvements. (laughs) Look at what the testies built. (laughs) Yeah, because every American Legion is all, you're like, oh, so modern. (laughs) (laughs) 
What is this? Aluminum siding inside of <laughs> aluminum siding? Wow. I do like hanging out of mirror. We're not shitting on American Legions, though, no. because they are in Amherst, Massachusetts. For any of our UMass Amherst, any of those uh, bananas, there is an American Legion bar between UMass and Amherst College that is so fun it's crazy it's the best part there's there. there's a there's a comedy show at an um, the hollywood american legion and so it, good the bar is so cool all in the drinks, basement all the drinks are three dollars and yes, it sir. looks like it's still the 1950s in there and that's what i mean by you don't go in there for modern looking re- renovations you want to no. keep it what it looks like yeah that's if it wasn't right. in the heroes lounge though i probably haven't been yeah you haven't been <laughs> If it's not a $2, one slice of ham, one slice of, of American cheese sandwich, not interested. The Testicle Festival is nearing its 20th anniversary. This year will That's be the 19th anniversary. There's some writing for you. <laughs> and even though it's the 19th annual anniversary, the celebration of eating deep-fried testicles began in Deerfield nearly 50 years ago. Quote, it started in the slaughterhouses with farmers and all of that. <laughs> That's Balver. Is that someone justifying it for his wife? I didn't uh, start it. I don't know. Also, Kurt, we got to go, bud. Like yep. whenever we, we won't be able to make this one, but we got to go to the 2022 Allison. If you want a road trip. I would we, be nuts not to. Thank Time you. Out. What, what, what date is it, though? Because I will September be. September 18th. Oh, my God. I get to Michigan September 21st. I cannot You're going to miss God. it. You're going to miss it. by three Scotty, days. Scotty, I'm in. Miss it. Yeah, we're going next year. We're going to be there. We're going to eat your deep fried testicles. You got to eat all parts of the cow. If you're going to kill animals, you got to eat the whole gosh darn thing. Yeah, I'm going to have a tail sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have an ear appetizer. Mm. We're losing all of our vegan listeners, yeah. and that's okay. We're going to bring them around. Let's uh, talk about more fruit. That's right. I'm sure they have some. During the Legion's first ever testicle festival, 600 to 800 people visited Deerfield the following year. Year two, 1,400 people attended. Now the annual attendance is over 2,500 individuals. Oh, my God. Count two banana boys coming next year. I don't know if you cut ribbons. I don't know what you cut there, but we're down for whatever crazy things you do. Deerfield, Michigan, we're going to do it with you. Thank you to everybody involved. We're coming back, y'all. We're going to have it. If you go, send us pictures. We'll post it on our story if you go to the Deerfield Testicle Festival. Yeah. Has anybody ever had Rocky Mountain Oysters? Has I have anybody? not. Nope. I don't think so. Allison, I don't think I have either. I would. I'm sure it just tastes yeah. like a deep fried something. but uh, We eat it all. We'll eat we eat it, it all. all. We eat it all. I'm ready to go. Allison, where were you, where'd you grow up? You grew up in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Netvale, uh, Michigan. I grew up in Paso Robles, California. Wine Paso country. Robles. Wine country. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, my You're God. a local. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little heck town. I've been around my fair share of cowballs. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a lot of vineyards. A lot of people mm-hmm. go there to drink at the vineyards. Paso Rebels is famous. Great California vineyards. Mm-hmm. But we went to your wedding up there, and there was a small town parade. There were Constable Yeah, the Pioneer wagons. Day Parade. Yeah. There were conqu- someone, someone was riding a bull during Somebody that parade. Somebody rode a bull. <laughs> 
It was so damn fun. That is, yeah. It's a fun town. When people are road tripping through California, go to the Madonna Inn and then cut a little north and a little east and go to Paso Robles. What, Allison, what are some of the vineyards? Give us some vineyard names. Oh, vineyards? Okay. There's Torin. Thank there's Jaylor. There's Ducey. Ducey. Um, That's a wow, Steve Deuce. Let's rename it. <laughs> J Lore is good. Uh, People love J Lore. That's a good vineyard. Oh my god, I wasn't expecting to do this. How about Jason? Um, I don't know if the Josh, Jason? if the Josh, Josh vineyard isn't there's, there, I'm not interested. Josh. There is. There's probably a Josh. If the Justin vineyard isn't there, I'm not at. Why? Uh, why we don't there? go to Justin because they chop down a bunch of old ass oak trees. Time no, out. Justin you. is really there. Justin is, and it, it was bought by the wonderful company. So you know, Boo. they stinky, stinky. Boo. They chopped down a bunch of oak trees. So they're not water. Justin's. Yeah. Um, there's Halter Ranch. Is... <laughs> <laughs> My dad's going to kill me. Josh and Justin, that yeah. both of just like the white dude names were just like, this is wine. This is Josh's. Yeah. This is Justin's. Hard I mean, to think yeah. of a name less appetizing than Josh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like Mark. you don't hear the name. Jo- you don't go. Where are we having dinner tonight? You go. Josh is, and you go. Oh God, they're so good. <laughs> Josh is a name that you've never met anybody over the na- eighty years old. The same Josh. Josh is just like we all went to high school and middle school with Josh's. We wouldn't trust their restaurants. Why would we believe in their wines? <laughs> yeah, he got hit by a bus. One Josh? or two times. Josh yeah, did? Josh. He was drunk. Yeah. yeah. He was drinking a Syrah. <laughs> um, that's so fun. It was after that. dark. It is after dark. I'm going to tease us to a break, guys. You ready for this? I Doubt it. it. This one is so... This one's steaming hot. You guys ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like steaming hot stories. <laughs> <laughs> this was sent in by Marielle Bond. God, uh, it comes her. from the DailyMail.com, written Fine. by Charlotte Mitchell. Ooh, Here it is. in the business. Allison, this one's just for you. Uh-oh. Spanish exorcist quits to be with his devilish new woman. Bishop <laughs> steps down for new life with divorcee author of erotic satanic novels <laughs> who has studied sexology and yoga. Oh, my God, I was going to do this one, too. That's how hot it is. It's bananas after dark. We got Allison Fields. We got Kurt Brownoller. Scotty Landis. We're going to come right back. Probably ads about butts or vitamins. Here we go. <laughs> Dark, we're back. It spells bad, guys. Woo! Yeah. Listen what you got to do. Listen what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. Drinking, listen what you got to do is a very cool thing to say. <laughs> what you got to do. Listen what listen. you got to do. <laughs> it's scorching hot. S- sweaty hot. What Boom. did you say? <laughs> <laughs> listen what you got to do. Go to Bana- the Bananas Podcast on Instagram. Follow us. DM us your strange news. And DM us your personal banana stories. Yes. Uh, I have a quick shout out, Scotty. I would love if you did. Uh, this is from uh, 
Kalina Malavasi. Uh, hey, Ooh. this may be weird, but can I request a shout out to my good friend and bananimal, Caitlin? Caitlin. She's, she's such an amazing and giving person. She's a special education teacher for students with autism and is a leader in our program. Not only that, but even on her off time, she helps with kids when she sees a need. She's just an amazing person, and this school year has been extremely stressful so far, and I think this would really make her happy. Okay, yes. that's it. Kalina, we're giving it out. Caitlin, your animal of the week. Easily. Caitlin, you rule. Easily. Caitlin, you got this. Hammer through. Blue skies are coming your way. We believe in you. Your banana of the week. Congratulations. That's so nice. Uh, my only update is I'm now done my civic duty of jury duty. So door to shore, which we had to postpone. Door to shore. All the animals who donated... Thank you so very much. We're about to hit $11,000. Kurt, we, you and I got to figure out time. I think I'm going to try to do it next Thursday or Friday or the following week, depending if you're in town. But I'm free. I'm ready to go. Thursday, we're going to do it. Um, thank you to everybody that donated. It is for Cast LA. It's a wonderful charity. I will be live streaming as I walk from my front door to the Pacific Ocean and directly in. Curdy B is going to be joining me. Stop along the way if you want to do an outdoor socially distanced drink with us. We're down. But uh, I'll check in on live stream. Follow us maybe next Thursday. Yeah, I'm sure so we'll that, Instagram about it. So when he says next Thursday, he's talking about September 16th, folks. Thank which you, is two days after this comes out. So yes. September 16th. All right. Yes. I'm, it's Yom Kippur. I'm there. All oh, right. well, we're not we're Jewish sure. men, but we love the Jews. So we're going to be marching to the ocean. And uh, thank you so sincerely to the 250 plus people that donated. It's a very good cause. It's a very stupid thing. That is what we like to do. We are here with Allison Fields. Hi. Allison <laughs> Fields, who... When I ran a show called Adam Devine's House Party, that Kurt Brownoller was on. If you have a uh, Hulu, I believe, no Paramount Plus, Paramount you can Plus. watch it. Oh, you're on the PP. Allison Fields came up with the po'boy episode of Adam Devine's House Party. Oh and, yeah, and Curdy B is in po'boy. Oh, right. po, po boy. <laughs> so if you're ever really bored and you have alcohol or marijuana in your system, go to Paramount Plus. Watch Adam Vine's House Party Season 2. You can see Allison, you can see myself, and you can see Curdy B. Oh, hell yeah. Are you guys ready for learn about this Spanish? Yes! I, have a, I was going to do this one, Kurt. I have a story, so please dive on in. My goodness, it's good. Again, this title is... Spanish exorcist quits to be with his devilish new woman. <laughs> Bishop yes. steps down for new life with divorcee author, divorcee author of erotic satanic novels who has studied sexology. I mean, what and is yoga. going on? What the fuck is sexology? <laughs> yeah. Is it just how to boink? Like, what yeah. is it? Yeah. Is it missionary position? Is it missionary position with the lights off? There's only two <laughs> positions. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bachelor's in doinking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier, no, these, oh, these are like the little, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to read those. Let's get into it. Charlotte Mitchell for Mail Online. Here it is. Yes. An ultra conservative Spanish bis bishop and and exorcist, has quit to start a new life with his partner, a divorced author of erotic satanic novels. Good. Xavier Novell, 52, announced last month that he was resigning from his post as Bishop of, Bishop of Solsona in Catalonia. We've God talked forbid. about Catalonia. We've talked about Catalonia before. <laughs> I can't shut up about it. That, that's it? the ones who have the... Uh, 
the pooping, the pooping Christmas statues. Yeah, Barcelona, Valencia, all the all the thuv, all the thuv. <laughs> oh, I love that place. We love him. <laughs> they also they have they, they have the fra they have the 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 um the log that poops presents as well. Yes, they have the log that oh. poops presents. <laughs> There's a lot of poop here. <laughs> I'll pour in another beverage. I'm listening. Here we go. Mm-hmm. On Monday, it was revealed by Religion Digital. I love Religion <laughs> Digital. A news Religion Digi. <laughs> the novel has fallen for Sylvia Caballo, a divorced mother of two. A novel reportedly said he had fallen in love and wanted to do the right thing. Uh, Caballo, 38, is a writer of erotic novels featuring characters possessed by the demon of lust, a fact which has raised eyebrows among Novell's former colleagues. However, Novell is likely no stranger to the demonic, having been among the handful of Spanish bishops to decline having an exorcist appointed in 2015, opting instead to perform the role himself. He reportedly met Caballo... I don't know how to say her name. A psychologist who has studied sexology, yoga, Catholicism. Caballol. Caballol. Is it Caballol? Caballol. It's Tarare. But it's like Catalan. (laughs) But it's Catalan. So it's like, wouldn't it be like Cabothol? Cabothol. 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 A psychologist who has studied sexology. She's studying sexology like crazy. How can they just print this? What what is sexology? You're I don't know. Out. What How does, does a divorce divorce say? Yeah, uh, <laughs> who gets divorced? They mentioned how many times that <laughs> she was divorced. That's the worst offense in my book. I agree. You? I agree. Her <laughs> books are described by her publishers as turning quote all our moral and ethical considerations upside down. Obviously, she's good at that. She's turned this <laughs> bishop upside down. The oh, hell. She's good. Yeah. The hell in Gabrielle's lust. Capitol's most recent book <laughs> promises prisons, <laughs> psycho psychopathy, sex, sadism, madness, lust, and little by little, as the story progresses, the unreality of immortality and the crude struggle between good and evil, between God and Satan, between angels and demons. How long is this book? Jesus. I know. <laughs> I feel like we read it all. Uh, yeah. I'm going to look and see if there's any more juicy information. Well, there's a little juicy information because the Church of Colleagues told Spanish media they believe Bishop Novell has been possessed by demons. And they also say that Pope Francis has personally, quote, urged the bishop to undergo an exorcism himself. Oh, my God. So they think this woman who writes, like, uh, yes. romance novels with the devil, like, have, has put a spell on him and put a demon into him, right? Of Ooh. course, because that would the, be the only way that they could wrap their head around a bishop being like, I love fucking this uh, Bachelor of Sexology. <laughs> <laughs> she's so stretchy. <laughs> yeah, she seems fun. I know. It's like, how could you ever leave this really mundane lifestyle to be with this very enthusiastic woman who gets results? She's got a PhD in D. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I don't know, 30, 50 episodes ago, I talked about a guy that walked onto the lacrosse field and whispered in my ear, rattle a little louder, rattlesnake power. Yes. So uh, that guy's son was the goalie on my lacrosse team. I'm not going to name names because I have no idea what's happened to these people. But I used to spend the night there, uh, you know, you know, kids sleep over. I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old. And so they, when I read this story also, I was like, I'm in because I was a good Catholic boy. 
Mm-hmm. Me too. To Sacred Heart. I did all the dumb. You were you a Catholic boy? Alice, did I you was an Catholic altar boy. I'm so happy you went to a Catholic church that allowed uh, girls to be altar boys. Oh, yeah. I really did. Because at mine, it. you couldn't, they wouldn't. They were just like, no, it's All I really had to only. do was carry a book. And yeah, carry a book. I was an altar boy. Shake some incense. For, yeah, hide, hide my ankles. <laughs> So I'd go over to my buddy's house, and the first time I went over there, there was the thunderstorm. We, you know, and on the East Coast, about 4 p.m. every day, there's a heat lightning storm in the summer. So I'm over at this house for the first time. It's always weird. Houses Erotic. smell different. <laughs> you spend time in somebody's house, things are different. Their parents <laughs> cook different meals. Things are in different places. I look out the back window, and I see a shirtless teenage man standing in the middle of this <laughs> giant field in Carroll County, Maryland, which for those who don't know... It's kind of the sticks. It's it's kind of country. It's very strange out there. And they go, that's Seth. He's a Satanist. And I go, what is he doing? And they go, he's got struck by lightning three times. No. I know. There's no way in hell this guy ever did it. But every time I would go over, all the teenager young people would hang out, and I would always be afraid of this guy, Seth. He wore Slayer t-shirts. He had long hair. Uh He would spray. He would take um, Kingsford grill igniter and spray it into a pentagram and light it on fire (laughs) with a match and walk away. (laughs) This dude's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In Westminster, wherever crap-ass town we were in, this guy ruled the roost, and he was a Satanist. Right, and this right, was right. pre-internet, so this was just word is bond, and it's like, this dude worshipped Satan. So he and like also they say all that, but it's like he killed a cat. That guy didn't kill a cat. They would say things like he only eats raw meat or he only eats. No, this is what they said. They were like, he stands out in the field and eats cottage cheese. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. He drinks four gallons of milk at a time. Yes. So I was so afraid of Seth the Satanist of Carroll County that mm. every time I'd go over there and they, we'd play flashlight tag or go to the graveyard or whatever, and he would come out and he would play it up. He were, you know, he would wear eyeliner, he'd blast all this weird music. But again, he's three years older than us. Right. He, could, he barely has license. So one night we're all hanging out down the street, <clears throat> very steep hill. We're playing like um, roller hockey or whatever was cool in the early 90s. And it starts to rain. So we take off our, our rollerblades. We're walking up the hill barefoot, and we see Seth walking to the top of the hill. And my friend, who will remain nameless, is like, oh, my God, he's going to get he's going to try to get struck by lightning again. <laughs> that was what. So in my little 12-year-old Scotty heart, I'm like, I'm going to see a Satanist get struck by lightning. He's going to turn into Satan, and he's going to murder me, and I'm a good boy. And you are a good boy. <laughs> so we panic. We freeze. We're getting hit by raindrops as big as tennis balls. We're like, here it goes. And then Seth pushes something out into the middle of the street and gets in. And then he comes down the hill full speed. And what we see is this guy, Seth, had stolen a wheelchair and spray-painted flames on the side and then <laughs> rode past us in a wheelchair <laughs> of flames this in the rain. is the coolest dude <laughs> yeah. who has ever lived in Maryland. 
Just hammering cottage cheese, just worshiping St. <laughs> I just like a hot, high-protein meal. <laughs> yeah, this is, I, yeah, this is what Stevie Nicks sings about. You know? every, that's the avalanche. The landslide came down, and his Lightning name was strike. Seth the Satanist. <laughs> and so he rolls by us and then drags his feet, and then wheelchairs, which I didn't know at the time, have little kind of break things that rub yeah. on the rubber. So water's spraying Hopefully. off the wheels. We're all holding our stuff, and he just turns to us and stares directly at me. And I was so afraid. I didn't know what to do. And I just whispered, poser. <laughs> I said, poser. <laughs> and it blew it up. Everybody started laughing. And then suddenly the same. But I was so nervous. It was like, uh, uh. Poser. <laughs> and as far as I know, didn't get struck by lightning. Satan didn't come back to Earth that day. And anybody lives in Carroll County, Maryland goes, yeah, totally. Like, we have four of those guys in my neighborhood. Right? Uh, I love that story. Yeah, that Seth, guy rules. the Satanist. Oh, man. Did the sa- like, uh, Satanists are pretty cool. Like, the actual, actual Satanists, you know? The yeah, the Church of like, Satan rocks out. Yeah, the Church of Satan, right. Because yeah. they're, they're right now, like, uh, they're going to be... Like uh, anyway, they're they're like a cool activist organization that like, we agree. Kind of just, like challenges, you know, we agree. freedom ideas. Allison, did you grow up going to church? Did your parents drag you out there every Sunday? Oh, they didn't drag me. I loved going. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I would like read like in multiple masses a week. <laughs> oh, it's the craziest. I it's... think uh, the uh, what's what's it called? Oh God. Um. At one of the sacraments, you choose a a saint. Yeah. Yes. Oh, confirmation. 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 When you're yeah. 14, Jesus. you choose a saint's name. I was Luke. Kurt, what were you? Francis of Assisi. I'm oh, classic. <laughs> classic. I loved all the animals. Yeah. I think I was St. Jane, but it was that or St. Agnes who cut off her tits so men wouldn't be attracted to her anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. And I was like, all right, Agnes. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, she's probably a divorcee now, writing erotic <laughs> Satan fiction. Thank you. Uh, I liked it. It was always fun. It was a good time looking back at it. Yeah, confirmation so weird. I actually went I was going to reconciliation, which is, I believe, the third sacrament, uh, maybe second. Uh, I was waiting in line, and the way that they did it, little my little church or whatever, is there was like five or six priests scattered around, all the parents sitting in folding chairs, and then it was up to the little kid when you're seven or eight to decide which priest you wanted to confess to. It's confession, you say. What you know, all your huge sins at seven years old, like uh, <laughs> oh, come on, ugh. I lied to my brother. Yeah, I cheated on a spelling test, whatever it was. And this kid was sitting in front of me, and I was very nervous. I was wearing my little blazer and whatever you wear. And I had my hands, my fingers threaded and little prayer hands waiting to go up. And the kid in front of me turns around, and he sticks his thumb in his fingers like a wiener. (laughs) And sticks it in the front of his pants and then wiggled it like he had a penis hang out. (laughs) Bounced his eyebrows and then turned around and sat down the priest. And I honestly think that was the moment I was like, all right, I'm going to have a career in comedy. Because that kid's the greatest performer in the history of the world. Yeah, that guy, that kid is not a poser. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. Seth the Satanist. All right, I got one for y'all. This is from Dale Jong Wong at Mashable. Thank you, you, Dale. 
Mashable. Well, this was sent in, Kurt, by oh. so, so, so many bananimals, but I saw Mr. No Shoulders first, so thank you, Mr. No Shoulders. Good name. <laughs> a good name. Uh, <laughs> man. I, I imagine Mr. No Shoulders would just have arms that just shoot out. Or, they don't yeah, go down. just one big neck. They just shoot out. It's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest His neck. arms just come right out of his neck. Okay, great. Oh, no, boy. <laughs> man stuffs live eel up his butt to cure constipation and almost dies. This is a class Sick. This, this was is sent classic. in by maybe 500 bananas. Bananas. This is, yeah. This Allison, is, did you see this one? Well, this happens more often than you'd think. You're not wrong. <laughs> People would put eels up their asses. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pleased this man survived, but. Thank I would you. also like to say that if, well, we'll actually post the photograph um, yes. uh, when this episode comes out, but go look at the image. You cannot take a photo of an eel and have the title above it and then not make it look like the eel is reading the headline at you. Because <laughs> they always have their, because that's how they breathe. They're looking you know, like up. They, yeah. they open oh, their no. mouth. They open not their again. mouth. So they're always just like shocked. Like what he did. What with me? <laughs> what? What? I went where? Oh, boy. This is why you listen to them, Banana Boys. Man stuffs Livy up his butt to cure constipation. Almost dies, despite there being various ways to treat constipation. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. A man in China opted for the most bizarre and hair-raising quote-unquote method, uh, inserting a live eel into his rectum, which nearly ended up killing him. According to a report by the Global Times, which... We're hoping is real. The man. <laughs> Definitely. The universe time. Yeah, exactly. A man from the city of, I'm guessing, Jinghua uh, decided that the best way to get his bowels moving again was to stuff a 7.9 inch eel up his anus. Mm hmm. A supposedly effective folk remedy for constipation Ooh. that's been often recommended to those living in this region. It's a bad you know, one. Not a good that idea. is a strange, weird folk thing. Because if you, have, if you have something that is stuck up your anus, yes. the answer is never to stick more stuff up <laughs> your anus. Anybody who's ever gotten a Frisbee stuck in a tree and thrown a Nerf football at it and gotten that stuck knows the more stuff you throw up the tree, the more stuff, eventually something. Yeah, especially if it's just a surprised animal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's never put, all right, go ahead. No, let's keep what it out happened? of, you know, it's an exit. Uh, as expected, the man's plant went completely sideways. Bad writing. There's a joke in there. Already inserted to his rectum, decide to slither upward, bite his colon, and then enter oh. Oh. his abdomen. Oh, no. It went the distance. <laughs> it's the prefontaine of body. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly, the man decided to wait. Kurt, how long after you're constipated and let a live you up your butt, how long would you wait? To go to the emergency room. Ten minutes? I, I'm going to say, as soon as it bites through my abdominal wall. 
<laughs> Allison, you have a live eel up your poop shoot. How long do you wait to go to the hospital when it doesn't come back out? Probably an hour. Hour. Hours, hours pretty living dangerously. This man waited over one day before <laughs> fun cu- finally consulting a doctor who finally worked to remove the creature. Also, eels are disgusting. Imagine what this doctor has to do. If this, this doctor has to grab a live animal, out, it's, it's probably dead by that yeah. point, right? 24 hours. 24 hours. The doctor who immediately oh, worked no. to remove the creature still alive and no. slithering. Ah! <laughs> so he was snacking on. Yes, sir. Yeah. Eels Having are amazing. Fun. Dude, eels That's are amazing. Great. They are very, they're like the goldfish of uh, <laughs> snakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Your yeah. Think about it. So why, when the man was asked why he waited a day, the man said he was too embarrassed. Of course. By the time yeah. the doctor who performed the extraction told the media the operation was done just in time to save the man's life, because there's a noted uh, bacteria in the man's large intestines. Uh, but as you were saying, Allison, it has happened before. While the freakish incident may have shocked many a reader or many of an animal. No. I'm not shocked. Allison, just, <laughs> Allison is the human faces of death. You know, when you work on Misery Index on CBS yeah. Season 2, Season 3 with the Impractical Jokers, you have faced I- death. I have seen videos. There are videos of YouTube of people dying, and I've seen them. So many. (laughs) Well, there's selfie videos of people taking selfies and falling off cliffs all over the internet. Hilarious. Terrible. Oh, my God. Not good. You're better off. Hey, guys, don't take a selfie and fall off a cliff. Stick an eel up your ass. You're going to make the Bananas podcast. (laughs) In 2020, another Chinese man was reported the same same method to come. Uh, to cure his constipated bowels, same thing. You'll rip through the man's intestines. Guys, there is a moral to this story. I won't read the rest of it. If you're constipated, do not stick an eel up your butt. Try other things. Try X-Lax. It's hilarious. I don't know. Try Seed Probiotics, one of our sponsors. Cottage (laughs) cheese, like South the Satanist, (laughs) then ride down the hill in a wheelchair with flames painted on the side. (laughs) Just do a little satanic yoga. (laughs) I do understand. I do understand the desperation, though. Okay. Uh, I am a person who never gets constipated. No. Never. Same. Except for. (laughs) (laughs) Snapping to the oldies. However, when I had knee surgery and then I was on like a bunch of opiates after my knee surgery, mm-hmm. after like two days of the opiates, I was so constipated that I would have stuffed an eel up my ass. I really? Stopped, <laughs> I stopped taking pain medication because I was like, I simply can't. The constipation is worse than the pain of knee surgery. So I just stopped taking opiates because I couldn't deal with the constipation. So I understand constipation is like a true horror it sucks but uh again i'm not i didn't go and get neil and uh, you're not <laughs> suggesting to our lovely listeners to go out and stick an eel up their butt no but i understand no. where it came from go to bed curdy give us a good one but let's get into it here Bananas it is after dark this is it's weird to i it's weird that it comes after that eel story not um, weird to me But uh, here it is. UK's first rumpologist can tell your future from your bum. What does your shape mean? 
This was sent in by Joey Dunscombe. Thank you, Joey uh, Dunscombe. Thank this you, is, Joey. This is I'll show you my butt. Son. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by Amy Nickel. Uh, here it is. As I perch on the edge of the chair, bottom in the air, I nervously await my first ever bum reading. Inspired (laughs) by the late, great Jackie Stallone, who pioneered the psychic art of rumpology, I've decided to have my buttocks read by Britain's first and only rumpologist, Psychic Sam. Seems real. Jackie claimed bumology dates back thousands of years, and the practice involves examining the shapes, lines, and folds, much as a palm reader would, as well as the energy given off. Uh, here we go, blah, 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 blah. This is like how she does it. She requests, she requests clients wear high-cut undies, so for my reading, I don a pair of bikini bottoms to give her a thorough gawp. <laughs> Gawp. I've never heard. That's so British. Never heard that in my life. Gawp. G-A-W-P. Sticking to COVID guidance for my in-person <laughs> inspection. There's no touching, but a lot of looking and energy reading, quote. My bum hasn't had this much attention since the I don't craze know. of 2014. I don't know. This just sounds like somebody's gassy. Yeah, somebody <laughs> just likes looking at butts. Okay, yeah. so at this point. I'm going to get paid for it. At this point in the article. I was where you guys were. But join me, Uh and we'll see how your opinions change. I'm open-minded. I'm open butt. I'm open butt. Exit through the gift shop, I We're open butt. We enter through the gift shop. We're open butt on this podcast. (laughs) First off, Sam tells me I have a heart-shaped bum. This means that you trust easily, she says. I certainly do, considering I married someone after knowing them for only three months. Quote, your left cheek is the past. And the right is the future, Sam adds. Uh, She then goes on to tell me she can see I have learned the hard way how to deal with life, making some big mistakes along the way. That's a generic statement that's true for absolutely every human. (laughs) Uh, That is also true. I divorced the aforementioned person just five months later. Luckily, my right cheek is saying the days of bad and wild men are over and I will meet the man of my dreams on December 18th this year. I questioned the what? specificness of That's the That's crazy. What you just said is the craziest part <laughs> so far. When the Deerfield Testicle, <laughs> Testicle Festival? <laughs> no, that's September 18th. Oh, oh not December 18th. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Oh, God. Sorry. It's cold what there. date? What date? Uh, what date did this come out? Let's see what date this came out. This came out this... October 23rd, 2020. So oh. we can find out if she's met the woman, man of her dreams or left butt cheek person. Of her dream. dreams. Uh, I question the specificness of the date, but she assures me that just like on the TV show Catchphrase, she simply says what she sees next. Next, Sam says, oh, you recent, here it is. So interesting. Ready, Scotty? Yeah. You recently found a watch. I'm also getting the name Paul. Right again. Two weeks previously, my friend Paul helped me clear out my house and found a watch. I had no idea who it belonged to and was planning to take it to the charity shop. I'm in. Your brother, she says, your brother is here and he wants you to know that it's his watch, Sam adds. My brother Martin died in 2018 and the shock prompts some uncontrollable sobbing. Quote, he wants you to know he's around you and that he visits his son every day. It feels comforting to believe for a moment that I could really be in contact with my brother, who I miss so dearly. Later in the reading, Sam correctly names my grandmother Elizabeth and also is fairly insistent that the family cat, who died when I was 20, has come to see me. Absolutely. The emotional turn has almost made me forget (laughs) that I am not wearing any trousers. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I was about to get real bummed out. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing it back. I wrote for a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Until Sam gently reminds me that our time is up and I can put them back on. I do not know for sure what abilities Sam has, but she certainly could not have found out all those things about me by just by searching Google. So she's definitely got something either that or those of us with heart-shaped bums are rather gullible. Who doesn't want a heart-shaped bum? You want an apple-bottom jeans? Yeah. You want the boots yep. with the fur? With the fur. Okay. Um, Kurt, what is the yes. most... Uh, what experience have you had? And Allison, you're coming up right after this where there was something beyond coincidence in your life. What has happened that would make you believe that there's something else, another layer to this world? Oh, well, another layer to this world, I feel like I've always believed. But like with astrology and card but reading stuff, and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't go to psychics, but imagine you did. What is something I don't that... go to psychics, but you know something I do do is I do, I do a quote-unquote roll the bones. Um, I remember I, that from with so the I Ching. long ago. Yeah. So I do consult the I Ching when I have big decisions in my life. Um, okay. Explain what that is, because our bananimals are, are believers. It is, uh, I don't know, I think a 4,000-year-old book. It's a... It's Thank a, you! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's 4,000. It might be 2,000 years old. Very, very ancient. Basically, there's a, a system of... Um, of, I guess they're hexagrams. There's six lines. Okay. And you essentially, there's various ways of doing it. It used to be like that you would roll bones. Um, now I have coins that my, my buddy Steve Lee, who recently died, made. Rest and in peace, Steve Lee. We love you Steve Lee. You choose them out, and you either get a, a straight line, uh, a broken line, a straight line transitioning to a broken line, or a broken line transitioning to a straight line. Okay. Uh, and then you line them up, top to bottom, six lines, and then each of those like creates a a, a, a you know a little picture, and then you look that up, and then that corresponds with essentially a poetry verse from this book. You know, and this it's ancient worked for book. you. It honestly, what I think is, it just um, it's a way to give you a perspective on a moment. You know what I mean? I don't think I that like it's. That. Do you know what I mean? The idea behind it is, of course, that like. And I do think that this bears out when you get down to like the quantum level is that like the act of choosing like all of the individual choice. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the act of choosing that we're all everything is connected like the every little molecule in the universe is connected in some way. And so by choosing these these symbols, it actually is giving you something truthful that is connected to the moment that you're in. That's one way of seeing it, which I do okay. think bears out by quantum physics. But okay. what I actually just think is that it's a nice perspective on a moment. And any perspective on a moment allows you to view a moment from something outside matters. of your own POV. And I think that's Love important. that. Allison. That was me on the cruise, baby. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Allison, have you ever been to a psychic before? Oh, yes. Well, I, uh, <laughs> what Kurt just said made me think of, like, just how small the world is and Thank that we you. have a, you know, a shout out mutual friend, Tony Tompkins, Tunis. Tony's, yeah. We have, we know the same people, blah, blah, blah. It's buddy boy of ours, Curdy B. When we okay. do yeah. Acme or whatever, Tony will be there, a good friend, an He's old friend. He's Mr. Chippewa Falls. Love that. Amazing. Yeah. But, um, so that's like a small dink. Yes. But I used to go 
not to like the same psychic, but I did go to a psychic once who was like, I see Drew Carey in your future. I don't know what that means. (laughs) No, I've told you this. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And I was like, okay, this was when he just started doing prices, right? He was very bad when he first started. He was (laughs) not. Bob Barker was so good at the prices, right? That Drew Carey had big old shoes to fill. But the psychic, I think I was just like, oh, I do comedy. Like you tell your hurt a little bit about yourself in the beginning yeah um she's like i don't know why i just see drew carey <laughs> that's <laughs> clearly a few months later scotty and i were at a party at mm-hmm. his house mm-hmm. and i threw up in his bushes instantly, <laughs> instantly. four minutes of showing up really and only, were yeah. you like you guys were just just drinking a lot beforehand i had a heineken Oh, just um, one Heineken? That's I it? guess my sea legs weren't working. <laughs> we we walked into a party at Drew Carey's house, who is a very nice man, a very so nice lovely, host. very nice. I'm he sure he remembers nice. me. He might remember this. <laughs> and we go in, and it was a friend of ours' 40th birthday party, and our friend of ours was stand up, and the guy was singing "I Will Always Love You," the Whitney Houston rendition, not the Dolly Parton rendition, and we, Allison and I, went and started drinking, started eating all the free food. Maybe we became enhanced in other ways. Yeah, we got Drew say. carried away. Yes. <laughs> He, so, Drew, Drew loves to get carried away. <laughs> he does. He and does. This is a new thing. So Allison and I are on the top of Mulholland Drive. <laughs> We're drinking red wine. We're broing out. We're telling each other what we love about each other. That'll Probably tell like... You- yeah, punching each other in the arm after every nice thing we say. <laughs> so we're sitting around the pool earlier, and uh, like I said, you know, we're slightly enhanced. And um, there was a nice woman that I had never talked to before, and I, I was telling her that she's doing great, and that the guys in the city <laughs> don't understand her, and that she has a lot to offer. And she was crying so hard as I was giving her compliments. <laughs> Um, it was like it was uh, Tony Robbins, and I didn't mean to do it. I was just you didn't even on. make her walk on hot coals. Didn't make her walk on hot coals. <laughs> and then Al and I, Allison and I, are sitting in this nook under oh, the stairs. Study. Yeah, and we are <laughs> telling study. each other um, how much we like each other and our greatest how, secrets. <laughs> our greatest secrets and how much I like her now husband probably then boyfriend and and we were I don't know if he's around then but yeah. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> and we were going hard in the paint on several substances <laughs> and uh really bonding. And then Drew Carey <laughs> <laughs> Also, you can take it from here. Drew Carey comes downstairs and is like Hi, um, everyone else is gone. Can you please leave my house? And we were like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought people were upstairs. Sorry, Drew. All we did was just apologize, like, as he walked us out to his gate. Yeah, like 30 apologies. Like, Drew, thanks for the party, Drew. He's like, everybody else is gone. You guys got to go home right now. Yeah, Cleveland rocks. Like, we got to (laughs) go. So Allison and I at like 3 a.m. And it was like a who's who. And we are still having a time. We walk out. And then when you're on to for the non-LANs, when you're on the top of Mulholland Drive, your cell phone does not work. And it's like a 25-mile walk to anywhere. His The remote 
to closing his gate worked because he just clicked. <laughs> yeah, he so clicked it and pushed our asses <laughs> closed out. As we waved goodbye, we were like, bye, Drew Carey. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now we were drinking and we were enhanced. And we, we were... were- Thinking about universal <laughs> truths. We were going deep into what it so is. So now you're like walking along. You're like walking along Mulholland Drive. And Curdy B, who do we see in a car texting? But the girl that five hours earlier I was yes. telling that nobody understands. That is so much better than the guys in LA think she is. And I walk up to her window. Thank God Allison was with me. I knock on the window. I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey. I was like, can you give us a ride? We're stranded. And she goes, absolutely. Mind we- you. She was the only person that saw me throw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that girl she had a aside, Yeah. She was like, hey, I saw you throw up. And like, I'm not going to tell anyone. But <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> I'm a Drew Carey <laughs> And she drove us to a gas station in Hollywood, Hollywood, and we took Ubers and went our separate ways. But yes, we got kicked out of Drew Carey's house by Drew Carey, who was so scared that there were still people in his home. And then we were like, thanks, Drew. Great party, Drew. Love to be here, Drew. I really had no idea. Like, I just thought people were upstairs. And we oh, were just we downstairs. thought the party was rocking. It turns yeah. out four hours later, nobody's in the house, and we're mm. just having the time of our lives. <laughs> What's that? So I <laughs> I love that story. I once went, probably in a very similar situation to you guys, I once went to Drew Carey's house. I saw you. Lauren and I. Oh, is this was the same party? Gabriel. No, different party. Gabriel oh, was there. Yeah, that was okay. a fun party. Oh, Gabriel. I remember getting there, and uh, he was very nice. I don't nice know him at Scott. all. I was so invited nice. by someone to be like, Drew Carey wants people to come over, so come over. Like, Price okay, is right. Over. And I, I come over, and he's like, hello, hi, how are you? And I'm like, great, hey, thank you so much for the party. He's like, wonderful. Would you like to see my special room? And I, yes. was, <laughs> I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Lauren and I and Drew Carey uh, just yes. walk so up into, like, we go out from the party, go yeah. up like a staircase, and then we yes. go into a special room, and the whole room is covered in, like, long fur on, like, yes. the ground. Yeah, it's yes. like, almost like Like a, AstroTurf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, long. It's, like, really long, like, yes. longer than AstroTurf. Shag and then AstroTurf. we sit down, and it's, like, a half ceiling, so you have to, like, kind of crawl on your hands and knees. So then we crawl on our hands and knees, and we sit down, and he's like, so this is my special room. And I was just like, what the fuck? Are yeah. we going to do that? <laughs> yeah. Like, and we sat there and we're like, this is a very nice special room. And then, Thank like, you, we sir. all sat in, like a different corner of the room. Yes. And then it was like a minute went by, and then it was like, <laughs> okay. And then we just walked out of that room. Yes. Because it's like a room that doesn't have anything. There's no furniture. It's like no. maybe eight by eight, it's just like a square. Uh, I didn't exp- I didn't know what was going to happen or what was anticipated to happen. No. We uh, like that guy. We like Drew Carey. Yeah. We love him. In the world where you don't want to meet people and also like it's like, don't meet your heroes or whatever. Drew Carey was a great comic when we were all young people and coming up. But then you go like, who are they? Drew is the nicest guy. Like so, so nice. nice. And such a, a hospitable, sweet man. He'll never hear this podcast, so it's A-OK. But No the, one's yeah, ever been party. nicer to me than kicking me out of a party. Yes. <laughs> it was so gentle. He probably had to do prices right in the morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we did it again. We did it again. We did a long one this time. It's bananas after dark, baby boy. B A D. Um, Allison, thanks for coming on Bananas. Thank you so much for having me. It, let's plug some of your social media. Where yeah, can people look at you? Uh, <laughs> oh, you can see my boat portraits on at Taint Dog. On Taint Instagram. Dog. <laughs> Check out her butt. Give her a psychic reading at Taint Dog no, on Instagram. I got, I got, oh, I do have a picture of my butt because I fell on my butt and it bruised like yes, Australia. It was a crazy. It was a crazy bruise. Oh, one of we many. Was International that in, was Waters, that in baby. Was that in rainy London that you fell? <laughs> no, that was on. Uh, that was by the water park on the ship. I love but it. I get bruises everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. They're badges of honor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we carry them with us everywhere we go. Yeah, I'm at Allison Fields on Twitter, but I never tweet. So <laughs> yeah, Allison Fields and Taint Dog. Go find Taint Dog. Taint Dog's fun and funny. Thank you, Allison. Thank you to everyone at Exactly Right. Thank you to Katie Levine, our producer. Thank you to Lisa Maggot, our intern. Thank you to Georgia and Karen. The benevolent overlords who we love so much. Buy your tickets for a mini tour. It's only five dates or so, and they're selling out fast, and we're going to come hang out with you in your town. We're going to give consensual handshakes, consensual hugs, and as many photos as you want to take. Curdy B? Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 